0: Welcome to CGM's Pixels and Ink Podcast. It's episode 153, and I'm joined by the usual table of people. That's Phil M.
1: That's me. Yep.
0: And Wayne. The, me? Rogues,
2: the rogues gallery, the louts and miscreants, and you know, all that
0: stuff. All that stuff?
2: All that stuff, yeah. All that questionable stuff.
0: Questionable stuff? Yeah, it's
2: always questionable around here. So.
0: Slightly. At least you're literate now, and, you know. I don't. No, whether I actually yes.
2: am or not.
0: I've decided it's a thing. You're fine. So we're going to start off with news. And uh, Wayne, take okay. it away.
2: All right. Um, well, the first big news story for Canadians. Yeah. This really sucks for us. Yeah. Um, prices have gone up on games but again for some games. It's like, okay, it's, it's getting all kind of tiered now. But for like the big ticket items like Star Wars Battlefront yeah. and um, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. When you check those out on, like you know, Amazon or any of the other big retailers, the regular edition of those games is now going for like eighty dollars, eighty bucks. Um, you can still buy like you know fifty and forty dollar games, and there are some sixty dollar games, and then there's the usual tier of seventy dollar games. Yeah. But eighty seems to be the new upper limit for regular editions. Necessity—they're
1: making so much money off these things as they are. Yeah.
2: <sighs> and I mean, it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, how, how many games do you buy on average per year yourself?
1: Uh, I mean, probably only like five or something okay. like that. So, yeah. still,
2: I mean, it's like, you know, five multiplied by like any, anywhere between 60 and 80. That's yeah. still like a few hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah.
0: Buy a couple less now because
2: they're 80 bucks. Yeah. yeah, I'll get them used. yeah Or wait till I
1: get them used.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes, that's what I'll do. And then the money, the company should just leave them at the same price at 60 bucks. Because you know mm. like, people are probably going to wait for the like, second-hand ones, and then they don't make any money. I know. Yeah. Was, you know
2: or you know, wait a year or you know, seven months or whatever and buy the Game of the Year edition that has all the DLC so that you don't have to buy the season pass. And, yeah, totally. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's, it's a little alarming uh, for Canadians anyway. Like, you know, Americans are totally unaffected by this. It's kind of silly that Canadians are since it's like the dollar is on the rise right now. Do yeah, yeah, so yeah. you think they're
0: going to lower the price if we actually get our dollar back up?
2: If the dollar goes back up and it stays there for a while then they'll have to, How but, but only if it stays there for a while.
1: I don't know. I mean, that doesn't affect any other market, no. the ti- uh, you know, like tickets and books and comics and any, anything else. The price is still inflated in Canada regardless of where the dollar's at. It's just because they can. Everyone's used to, to seeing it. that one price for U.S., one price in Canada nonsense.
2: Yeah.
1: <sighs> They're racist. That's what they are. Well,
2: against Canadians? yeah, is it racism, or is
1: it yeah, like, you know, it's totally racism,
2: cultural prejudice rather than
1: mm. I mean, because it's not actually
2: race related. No, I think they're doing know? it because they hate us as our okay. people. Yeah, yeah, because okay. yeah. we're their hat. Yeah, yeah. But mm, not cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is this is happening, and it you know it really does make you wonder because the special editions for games, and these are. Like, not collectors, just special editions. Now, those have been bumped up to like 90, which, again, that's like, that's crazy.
0: The thing is, like, I was so excited to buy Smash Brothers. I love Smash Brothers. You think I bought it? No, I stole the office
2: copy. Oh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, you're in that privileged position where you get a review copy.
0: 70 bucks? I was like, nah, for a Wii title? No. Couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, it's absurd. It. And so, they should at least be, the digital stuff should at least be cheaper. Because there's not paid. even enough of a price break. That we, it yeah. we paid
0: 65 for Mario Kart, which ended up being like, you know, something ridiculous with tax. But it was mm. over 70 bucks. And then it's $9, I think, for every DLC they bring out. Yeah, I know. It's going to be over 100 bucks by the time I'll be we're see, being
2: fleeced. See, Phil, the sad thing about what you said is that you're theoretically right. It's like which the digital, the, what, the digital copies one? should be cheaper, yeah. but they're but not. They
0: are? Mm-hmm. They're like ten bucks. Sometimes we've caught them. $10 rarely. $10 yeah, cheaper. very, very rarely
2: because yeah. you know it's like the digital retailers or publishers in this case, Sony, and Microsoft. They can't afford to piss off. The physical retailers mm. too much mm. because if they do that and say, well, like you know, now you're undercutting us. You guys are jerks, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're not going to sell the physical copies of your games oh, of anymore. Of course, so, yeah, that makes sense. So that is one of the reasons why you never get like you know, come
0: on, do you as, really as think opposed think like EB is going to you know, really stop selling all see, of Sony's well, games. Like, that's
2: that's kind of the interesting thing is that obviously this didn't affect PCs. Mm. It's like you know, PC games on digital are always cheaper they're because like the physical retailers have given up yeah. Yeah, on yeah, selling yeah, physical yeah, copies yeah, yeah. of it. Like EB Games, they're like you know, okay you could buy it from us but why just Mm. go to steam dude i mean it's like they'll actually tell people to just go and buy this stuff digitally and that's because you know they've just given up thanks to like you know piracy and all of that other stuff so it's just not a factor for them anymore whereas with the consoles that's still a bit more important to them and so both sony and microsoft and nintendo still have to maintain those relationships and they can't afford to alienate them because those markets still matter a lot whereas physical PC games is just not an issue anymore. I mean, it's irritating. like, you know, everybody knows that you're going to go and buy the game on Steam or Origin. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's, so it's not a problem. So that's one of those things. The consoles are definitely more convenient for gaming, but you're also paying a bit more because you don't have to go through all the grief that you mm-hmm. do with PC gaming. But... That's where uh, we're at now in yeah, Canada.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's also – this is also very typical at this stage of the life cycle of a, any console generation. Prices yeah. tend to drop once everything's established. It's just right now, you know, mm-hmm. they've got a corner of the market. There are only so many titles coming out every yeah. year. They've got to hedge their bets. But, you know, yeah. they're making so much money in general. You won't see me is too sympathetic. Yeah, this,
2: this year is yeah. actually looking pretty good for games. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, it's not quite the dry spell that it was last year. No, but, you know, it's like yeah, this year because
1: oh, there are actually games. Yeah, so if they're out there, people will buy them. Yeah, if they're not out there, no one's going to buy them. Mm-hmm. It's weird how that works. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, and in other news, let's let's address like you know the biggest news of the week uh the the yeah. fact that konami seems to be imploding and it looks like they're taking silent hill with them it's such a bummer so yeah first but, let's I mean, talk about silent Im- hill but if yeah. they
1: implode entirely surely someone, someone else will pick it, up right? silent hill yeah that's too be? marketable a property yeah.
0: That totally worth something yeah. to a different company. Yeah. I still think Kojima and Del Toro worth something to a different company, and they should make another game, just not call it Silent Hill. Yeah,
1: I and mean, you know, the, the thing is, like from what we've seen of what they have planned so far, it's so drastically different from Silent Hill anyways, that what yeah. difference would it make to just call it PT or what yeah. have you, aside from, obviously, brand loyalty. But yeah, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. And also, it made me wonder if like the only reason that they put out such an elaborate demo was because... Kojima, Kojima, how am I that? Kideo yeah. Kojima. Kojima, yeah. if Kojima um, like saw the writing on the wall and knew his contract was up, knew the company wasn't doing well, wanted to make sure he could wanted to get the resources together to put this out now, yeah. so that they could create the storm they did create, and thus make it clear to the audience. For yeah, I mean, success.
2: there's there's so a lot. Good, yeah. exactly. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a ton of rumors flying around about what exactly is going on. Obviously, mm-hmm. nothing is confirmed. One of the more popular rumors that's going around is that the. Um, the um, CEO and founder of Konami has actually just never liked Kojima. And there's always been a lot of friction between those two over really? the years. And Despite that, all the fucking money that they for them. And it just finally came to a head. And they were like, you know, okay, you know what? You know, it's like this, this just isn't working anymore. And Kojima was like, okay, fine. I don't want to deal with this. And he was out. Um, there are also you know, it's like r- other rumors, although it's probably more like hopes flying around that um, there may be backdoor negotiations going on, and that Sony has reached out to Kojima, yeah, and why not? it's like, well, hey, you know, we've always had a good relationship, yeah, haven't we? And of course, you know, it's like we love your game, so how would you like to be a Sony employee? Yeah, it's like again, none of this stuff is confirmed. Yeah, these are all just rumors I mean, flying like, around. He, he's going
1: to land somewhere. Yeah, he like, is. This guy's not going to be unemployed. The only question will be whether or not he can bring Silent Hill with him.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously he won't be able to bring Silent Hill with mm-hmm. him. I mean, yeah, because Konami owns that. Whatever yeah. um, this project yeah. is.
1: But I mean, yeah. Sony has, is doing okay. They can surely p- assign him to a contract and pick up the rights for Silent
2: Hill. If they think it's worth it, I mean, you know, it's like... I How would like, it not you know, be? That ultimate, would be
1: such a gigantic seller. I mean,
2: ultimately, that's the thing, though, isn't it? If, if they release, like, you know, PT, mm-hmm. and, you know, they call it something other than Silent Hill, it's still mm-hmm. going to be just as scary a game with or without the absolutely, Silent Hill name. Absolutely, but
1: I do think it would probably sell more with yeah. the Silent Hill name, just because look at all the units they shifted of horrible games just because it had the title yeah, Silent Hill. Yeah, but I
0: think if you add yeah. Kojima's name and Del Toro's name, it's going to ship no matter what. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. but I do think it will ship more if you're, it's them you're right. and the Silent Hill brand.
0: Yeah.
2: There, sure. there, there. Obviously, is a certain brand name recognition going on with the Silent Hill label. Absolutely, but, you know, it's like even without it, the game. Do you think without still... it, the
0: people who do oh. like Silent Hill buy it, and people who don't like Silent Hill still might buy it? See, like, does have the brand. That
2: that asks, Yeah, you ask an interesting question mm-hmm. there because it's like you know, most of the people that you know really are into Silent Hill. You know, it's like also are aware of like you know Kojima and Konami yeah. and what's going on there. So you know, if it comes out, I don't and, think that's necessarily true.
1: I think Silent Hill is broad enough that it that it oh, has really? a fan base mm-hmm. for people that don't know anything about behind the scenes of video games. Oh, okay, I really do. Yeah, I, absolutely. There, there, mu- there is got to be a huge demographic of gamers who have no idea. Okay, I always, any that, or, or I always thought like that. I always thought that Silent
2: Hill was more of a niche. You know, it's like fans of Japanese gaming thing. rather But than I think
1: a... I agree. But I do think within that world, mm-hmm. it's like huge. In the same mm-hmm. way that like Resident Evil, yeah. you know that appeals to tons of people who have no idea. Mm-hmm. What any of the That's, backstory, yep. to any of it is, and I think Silent Hill is w- very close behind that. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, it, like they became successful movie franchise. Yeah. You see people in costumes all the time. So, I successful, yeah. I know. I know well, financially successful? We're talking about meatheads here. Um, so so um, sure I do, I do think there is a value. I do think there's a value there. I agree. Like I don't care. Call it BT. Call it whatever you want. Yeah. Just give it to me. Yeah. But um, I do think. I, I yeah, I think there is. Definitely a marketability in mm-hmm. the Silent Hill title. It, it's it's got to be particularly amongst horror franchises. Yeah. It's got to be number two, right? There can't be anything yeah. else.
2: Then I mean, the big question then comes is that you know all of this is tied into. So what exactly is happening with Konami? Because yeah. you know it's like all kinds of crazy stuff is happening. Like they delisted from the New York Stock Exchange. I saw that, which yeah. was just like, Whoa! which is so sad you because know.
1: they've been such a force for so yeah. long.
2: And you know it's like. Probably even more worrying is that you know, it's like we have absolutely no idea what else they're releasing this year, aside from Metal Gear Solid Five: right. Phantom Pain. There's just nothing else on their slate, yeah. which leads to some speculation that we've known for a while now. You know, it's like they've said so themselves that uh, a lot of their money these days is being made in Japan from like health spas and pachinko parlors and stuff really? like that. So they're actually their most profitable sectors are actually not in console gaming. That's really? actually been a bit of an albatross for them so some that's people so are sad. some people are speculating it's like it might actually be worth it for them to just bow out of console gaming entirely and just focus on the stuff that's making money for them yeah so and you know obviously the delisting is not helping that speculation no. at all so no, certainly not so we do have to entertain the possibility that you know it's like castlevania and you know it's like winning 11 soccer and silent hill and suikoden and all of those you know um contra you know it's like all of those classic konami brands yeah. i mean they they There's just no way
1: they won't sell them though yeah if yeah. they're so going to liquidate right? the whole thing hopefully that's they be part do of
2: i mean yeah when when thq went belly up i mean they started selling off their properties of and course. Then, you know it's like yeah lots of other things There's people money just to be made by putting up. castlevania yeah. on the
1: ty- on the cover yeah. of a game for yeah. sure yeah such a shame mm-hmm. and turtles in time that's going too
2: um yeah <sighs> So it's yeah it's it's pretty sad yeah, but that's what we the arcade had yeah. era.
1: like this is these guys are legends in yeah. the field.
2: And now it looks like they may be just looking at their numbers and going we're making money in our other non-gaming sectors so they What a shame. Financially it really might just make more <laughs> sense Yeah, I mean they, they got to do just, what yeah. they got to do yeah. but so, a lot of bummer. It does make me sad but you mm-hmm. know at at this point you know it's like the way things are going I'm not going to be surprised if you know they just suddenly announce okay that's it we're not doing games anymore.
1: Yeah. It certainly seems that way. Yeah. It doesn't look good.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. In um, other news, do you remember um, Microsoft's HoloLens ARG yeah, thing? That's pretty, you know, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's like the room animation. The goggle thing that you put on, yeah. So they've actually showed like a live demo. Um, This was just yesterday. Oh, cool. They showed off a video with like a live demo. One of the crazy things about the demo was while the guy was interacting with the stuff that he was seeing on his goggles, Mm -hmm. they'd actually built the HoloLens gear into um, another camera. Okay. So that camera was able to see everything that the guy was seeing, but it was able to see it from the camera's own point of view. Oh, cool. And so they showed off this demo where people would have to look at the monitor to see exactly yeah, what was going yeah, yeah. on. But, you know, again, this was a staged demo mm. you know, in a controlled environment, mm-hmm. so we can't get our hopes too up too high because yeah. we've seen this with Connect. Yeah, yeah, but, but it looks good for the live demo. Yeah, it, w- it was pretty cool because yeah, like, like what, you know,
1: what was he doing? Stuff we've seen before or new stuff?
2: Uh, yeah, they, they they were showing off stuff like you know they they had this um, fake living room that the guy was wandering yep. around in, and he was able to do stuff like he had uh, a weather app that was sitting on a side table next to the lazy boy, okay. and you know it's like that thing was in three D. It looked like you know a Star Wars hologram, yeah, except yeah, in full yeah, color, yeah. and you know, it was like that was cool. And um, he had like a Skype window which was actually just following him around in the room. Oh, as he fun. walked around. Yeah, and then he put on the media player, and you know it's like he was just watching a movie trailer on that. But then he got up, he walked over to the wall, mm. he pinned it to the wall, and then he changed it so that it was the size of a 100-inch projection screen, what? just mm. occupying the entire wall. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like now you can make the TV any size you want. Yeah. yeah. You can have it in uh, front of your face. You can have it on the wall. You can have it 100 inches. I don't see this
0: working well. Yeah. I just don't.
2: But I mean, it's like, you know, this was all the stuff that they were showing in their carefully controlled mm. stage demo, which controlled. looked great. Yeah. But again, you know, it's like after connect, I mean, everybody is like, mm, yeah, yeah is- you've shown us this amazing stuff before. Yeah. And then we take the stuff home and we realize that it doesn't recognize black people or you know, yeah, other yeah, yeah. interesting things that connect initially did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's like, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes, but it, it looks very, very promising. Um, I guess unsurprisingly one of the big things that they were pushing with this is just how well it works with Windows 10. Mm-hmm, yeah. So yeah, so it it it's one of those things where you look at it and it was almost like okay, so did you make Windows 10 with this in mind the whole time? Because it Windows 10 starts making a whole lot more sense. Yeah. When you see it operating with this thing, you know, just this idea of taking all of these little apps and all of these little windows mm-hmm. and saying, I want this by my kitchen counter, but I want this by my Lazy Boy recliner, but I want that over by you know, it's like uh, the exit to the house. You know, it's like next to my keychain mm-hmm. so that I can look at my shopping list one last time. Yeah. That that ability to split up all of these little apps and assign them to different parts of your house and have the HoloLens keep track of all of that. It's a lot more sensible in the context of HoloLens as opposed to here it is on your desktop or laptop computer where it's just kind of like, you know, tedious. Yeah, but even
1: setting aside all that stuff, I think the big deal breaker is going to be like how actually comfortable it is to wear that thing. Because, like, in order for that to actually be useful, mm-hmm. you think that you'd have to have your goggles on while you were at home at yes, all times. Yes, you do. And I don't know if I want yeah. that in my life. Yeah. I already wear glasses. They're annoying.
2: Yeah, I mean, and like, that—that that is the big issue, is that the prototype model that they're demonstrating it with is still pretty big and clunky. Yeah, so, of course. So, you know, they'll, they'll have to... If not with the first model, in subsequent models, they really will have to get the weight and the bulkiness well, sure. of that thing. for sure. Because
1: it's so, awesome if you can have your yeah. entire wall become a TV screen, but yeah. if your neck kills, yeah. then you can only watch it for 15 minutes at a time, yeah. then like, it's yeah, kind of useless, yeah. isn't do it? Do you
2: really want to spend the whole day wandering around in your house with these goggles on? So yeah. it's just like, yeah, yeah, That that is an issue. Yeah. But, but we'll know, see. Think, yeah. It's, it's I mean, got it's interesting all, technology, yeah.
1: certainly how well it works is mm-hmm. really the yeah. question, and we okay. won't know until we see it, until we actually have our hands on it.
2: Yeah. Okay, and in related news to augmented reality, um, mm-hmm. these guys already tried once with Kickstarter and they didn't make it. They tried in March, and now they're trying again. This time on Indiegogo.
0: Oh, I hope they make it. Uh, but
2: this. they've uh, they've got a game. It's called Night Terror. Okay. And um, do you remember the Spirit Camera game on the um, DS or was it 3DS? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, where you. Wandered around in the room. And, and the yeah. ghosts would appear in the room. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is a more developed version of that that is supposed to operate on, like, phones and tablets. Oh, that's but
1: awesome. It's
2: it's got a whole range of, like, you know, room measuring algorithms and accelerometers and all that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. So the way, th- the story behind this is that there is some ghost girl in trouble in yeah. your house who is being tormented by, like, you know, other evil ghosts, which are also in your house. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to wander around your house trying to like you know avoid the evil spirits while trying to help the good ghost girl that's trapped in there and so the way this thing works is it measures out you know all the rooms in your houses and then you go into your bedroom you go into your kitchen you go into your you know it's like bathroom and ghostly stuff happens while you're looking through your tablet or phone mm-hmm. and um, the interesting thing about this is that they're not going cg with the ghosts mm-hmm. they're actually going full motion video oh very cool so They've got guys in like you know makeup and ghostly rags and like you know crazy masks and all that. They film these guys and then um, they put them in the game, and mm-hmm. the game will light them according to the lighting conditions in your house. Amazing! So it
0: looks fantastic. It film, sounds but incredible. It's be a heartbreaking thing when it actually happens. Well, that's the
1: yeah. thing. And well, and the other thing is, I live in an apartment, so. I'm Screwed. This is never going to work in an apartment. Actually, it, it might work gonna, better.
2: It might, it might work better in an apartment. Actually, why?
1: Smaller space. Yeah. But yeah. But that would be the problem. You want to be like creeping around your house looking but for the it ghost. It might read the apartment better because it's. Oh, I it. see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. That's from right. from, from, oh, a, from okay. a technical yeah, point of view, yeah, yeah, yeah. it
2: might actually get a more accurate and therefore better playing experience mm-hmm. in smaller spaces okay. than it would in like larger ones. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah so, no,
1: I can't wait to see what this looks like. That yeah. Sounds like a it.
0: Well, first they have to. They're on Indiegogo, so any money they make, they keep, right? Yeah. So but you know, right now they're right now
2: they they're the they're asking for seventy thousand
0: dollars. Up to six thousand in a day. Okay.
2: Yeah, they, they only just went up today. 70,000 I mean,
1: seems very reasonable for yeah. something that ambitious. Well, see,
2: this this is the part where it gets weird is that they actually tried this earlier in like March. Yeah. And uh, back then they were asking for like 140,000 right. on Kickstarter, and they, yeah, only, and got, Kickstarter, they only got They only got 13,000 of the 140 that they yeah. were asking for. So this time somehow And they didn't we, actually get any of that Yeah, if and it they was didn't get any. Of yeah. So somehow they've cut the budget in half this time. Yeah. I don't know, you know, what Or maybe they got like. an independent
1: investor. Yeah, maybe. Who knows?
2: So we'll we'll see. I mean there's still like, you know, over a month to go on this yeah. Kickstarter. But you know it's like six thousand a day, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. But if, if this works, I mean it's like you know, I'd certainly like to give it a try. Oh like, yeah. You know, just having that's your fascinating. your own haunted house or haunted apartment that you can mess around totally. with on your phone or tablets. So, totally. Yeah.
1: I mean like the 3DS game didn't work perfectly. but yeah. it was such a cool idea. Yeah, like
2: how was that? Because it's like I only messed around with it a little um, bit, but I didn't actually play with it. So, what was your take on that? You you guys mess with it? I did.
0: I messed with well, yeah. our okay. old office. Yeah,
1: I messed around with it a bunch. I mean, it's sort of like um, you know the uh, which, what what did the augmented reality cards that came with it? Right. Yeah, it was that. It's totally that. It was you that, but ghost base. So it was like a really cool conceptually, but you could just tell while you were playing it, they were really bumping their heads up to the absolute limit of what the hardware could do. Mm-hmm they weren't yeah. quite sure how it would yeah. work. So of like, course,
0: the ghosts kind of never fit into the surroundings you were in. Yeah, totally. Like, it was a
1: little buggy. It was a little weird, but it was just it such was a, fun, like, though. fun concept yeah. that I that I really enjoyed. I think when I came into
0: the office, I took, like, an hour and a half just walking around the office. I'd oh, yeah. I like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, oh,
1: it's, like, but, super fun, yeah. but it just isn't, yeah, you know. It like, might it's work, like, like a prototype, at felt it,
0: like. yeah. They could essentially make a Fatal Frame game out of it. Yeah. Though. Well, that's what yeah, that was.
2: Yeah, yeah that camera. was a Fatal Frame game. Oh,
0: yeah, it was, but it didn't
2: it didn't work so well, but then and yeah, like, didn't okay, feel, and it didn't feel the, like Fatal Frame. The hardware yeah. was extremely limited. Though. Yeah, they were doing with it. there's only was that the 3ds or just, yeah, the, DS. 3DS. No, it was just the DS? No, the just DS. Because like 3DS. Fatal Frame is kind of scariness
0: and yeah. This was kind of yeah, but then you were yeah, playing it pretty in an office. Yeah, it was well lit. Yeah, and it was and it was a gimmick It was. It wasn't like I think it looked work well with something like Pokemon. Like go out into the world and be able to see Pokemon. And it
1: actually worked better in bright light because things got grainy without the light.
0: Yeah. So. But if this works well, I am if,
2: totally. Yeah, I mean, yeah it like, cool. So. You know, it's like again, the trailer looks promising, but that's that's a trailer. But
0: you know so, how yeah. I feel because it is Indiegogo, and I know whatever money I give them, they'll keep. Yeah, I'm afraid to give them money because they might not actually make the game, and then I just gave some, yeah. Dudes some money. Yeah.
2: yeah, there's always that like, danger. That's so. totally possibility. At least on
0: Kickstarter, you feel secure. Yeah, Indiegogo, you don't feel secure. Yeah. Maybe that's you know, maybe that's why people essentially don't like it don't I'm, as I'm much. I'm still surprised
2: God. that, you know, it's like they somehow have miraculously slashed their budget in half. I mean, Phil must be right about the investor thing because, yeah. like, you're know, asking for half of what you want to yeah. do. Yeah. Just, yeah. 140000 you know, like even that seemed like a small budget to me, but that seemed a little bit more realistic mm-hmm. than doing it for less than 100 dollars Well, it might also be, like,
1: getting enough to yeah. make a more elaborate demo that they yeah. can take around to companies, try and get back. Yeah. When also, did they I mean, tie it, said?
0: Yeah. As uh, recently as March? When did you say their last, uh, when was the Kickstarter?
2: Uh, the Kickstarter itself runs for like 30-something days. No, no. The, like, oh, no. So yeah, the the, their attempt. last Kickstarter was in March, yeah. So. Okay, so it's
0: not like they've raised that much money since yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. So, so, this, so they really did slash their budget somehow. Interesting. We'll keep an eye on it. Yeah,
2: that's that's the news for this week. I, mean, you
0: know, I guess from, I could throw 10, like that's why everyone's thought though. Is I'll throw 10 bucks at it because if you lose 10 bucks, you're like, oh, it's couch yeah, change. that's mm-hmm. not so much. But yeah. in Kickstarter, you might, oh, I don't know. Uh-huh. I have no idea. A lot of mm. thoughts. Yep. A lot of thoughts. I want this to happen, but yep. I don't want to risk. Yep. Night terrors. Like that's what documents. it's
2: called. They're calling it night terrors. So, I like it.
0: Yeah. I like it. Oh, wait until so it gets close to the end date and see how much money they have.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, yeah. Okay. That's, that's my news. So, Thank
0: here's you, the Wayne. movie
1: news. The first big one, of course, is the uh, image of the new Joker. Oh, Burrito, that! Oh, yes. the one on the
2: internet. So how about how about that picture? Yeah.
0: They've openly said that that's not what he's gonna look like. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I've God. heard that since
1: then, and it, and 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 I was like, a a huge relief, and yes. B, of course, it makes sense that they they're trying to tease with the Joker. They I know, but like it's that. just
0: like that. I know. It was so it's... ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. What? I was so
1: pleased. But at the same time, like, I'm so, like, apprehensive about all the new DC movies that it, like, there wasn't a second when I, assume, when it, the fact that it was a hoax hit me. Like, as soon as I saw it, it was just like, of, of course. Yeah, of course. Why did I, know. why did I think they'd do it? Of course he somehow he had
0: damage written in script across yeah, his forehead. and a jade
1: teardrop sense. and, ugh, so dumb.
2: And the ha, 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 ha,
0: ha
1: tattoo. I know, yeah. 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 Such a relief they didn't do that. Right. Such a relief.
0: I can Are you
2: sure that they didn't just panic and backtrack and go maybe. Oh maybe we'd better come up
1: they with something They might have different. but also but when you look at it it looks it was, heavily photoshopped
0: yeah. okay. The thing is I would I can see him having ha 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 on him but not in tattoos I would think that he would carve it into himself Yeah mm-hmm. I, mean, I can see like, that It's
2: like hipster joker which yeah. in it's itself enough, is a terrifying concept. No, hot so topic Did joker you not see the grill
0: he had yeah. The silver grill it was
1: it was ridiculous, but at the same time, I also saw someone leaked an image of Will Smith as Deadpool, and he's definitely wearing a '70s uh, pimp coat. Wait,
0: wait, wait. When did Will Smith become Deadpool? Not
1: Deadpool. God, what's his name? Death um, uh, Deathstroke. Is, there you go. Oh.
0: So like, I was like, what? <laughs> or is it? No, wait, When do they, it, they Dead shot. Ryan? Sorry, Deadshot. Oh, Deadshot. Dead third try, guy?
1: third time's a charm. But yeah, anyway, he's wearing a 70s pink coat. Dead, death, all the same, right? And it's very, very worrying. Now, granted, this is most likely uh, casual Deadshot, when he's not all costumed up, getting down to business. But yeah, the whole thing just makes me feel ill when I think about it.
0: it. <gasps> is one of your stories the leaked photos of X-Men?
1: Uh, no, but we can talk about that. You mean the one, like the one Jubilee and. The uh,
0: person's mom was like on set and was like. Tch. Yeah, it was
1: a picture of who was it? it was Jubilee and Red.
0: Nightcrawler was in there. Oh, He's I He's wearing to see the these red photos. driller jacket.
1: That's right. That's right. It's very 80s, which is amusing to me. I'm looking uh-huh. forward to seeing how they. I'm glad that they're playing off that aesthetic so much. They are. Especially since the X Men were such a huge part of the 80s. Yeah. But yeah, no, I saw that too. No, the next one I was going to go with was actually the image of the Ben Affleck Batman that came out this week. Mm. That's so incredibly dark. It, it's so weird because on one level, I should be so thrilled that they did this like very specific Dark Knight Returns aesthetic and like built him up so it looks like he has a different physicality than he naturally has, which yeah. I enjoy. But at the same time, it's, mm. I'm like I'm so not looking forward to that movie that it just it aggravates me that that Batman's <laughs> going to be in such a crappy movie. Ugh.
2: Okay. There's still a slight possibility that it may pleasantly surprise people.
1: There is. However slight the, the possibility is there. didn't help, though. Mm. Did not help. Now, um, speaking of Dark Knight Returns, there was actually some intriguing oh. and positive news, which is yes. that, um, yeah, which I'd heard a year ago. This is interesting, because I remember hearing um, like six months to a year ago that Scott Snyder and Frank Miller were going to team up to do a Dark Knight thing, and then obviously that didn't happen, and now he's done it with Brian, how do I pronounce this guy's name? Azarello.
2: I think that's it. I think it's Ryan
1: yeah. Um The two of them um, are doing the concluding chapter of what will now be the Dark Knight trilogy. They
0: kept it so quiet too because it's coming out this fall.
1: I know. I know. I think they probably kept it quiet because they kept Assuming Frank Miller was going to not do it. <laughs> which is totally that's possible. A, that's a safe assumption I mean, to totally make. Totally possible. Yeah, like, um, yeah, Frank I'm,
2: Miller being grumpy about something? No way!
1: Do you guys remember when we talked about it when he was going to no. do it with Snyder? That wasn't that long ago they talked about that. that. But obviously something went wrong there and Snyder dropped out and Azrael stepped in. And Azrael is probably a better combination to work with Miller. He has a far more um, uh, graphic sensibility. That's not true. That's, Snyder's no slouch. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But there's a certain poetry to what Snyder writes, and I certainly would not describe anything Frank Miller's ever written as poetic. No. And that's not like a slight. No. He's good, but it's not poetry. So I think him. I think the two of them will have a good, gritty, urban vibe together. I like that someone's helping Frank Miller because, you know, I think he needs it these days, quite frankly. Um, but, uh, He's kind yeah, of
2: lost away a little. A you know, little bit, so,
1: for know. sure. So, uh, But anyway, I, like, I'm so excited. And also, much like the new Star Wars movies, because uh, the, the Dark Knight Strikes Again was not lightning striking twice no it wasn't my expectations was, are was far reasonable i do like yeah. dark knight striking it was again. interesting yeah
2: i really kind of, i did i did enjoy the it the first yeah.
1: time i read it i was just like all, like all i could think in my head was this is not dark knight how, <laughs> how could you do this This is yeah. not dark knight and it's not it's and justice league it's whatever. not it's very different it's yeah. just, they should have called it justice league returns it would have been a lot better it's just not easy, not as easily marketable yeah but subsequently i read it and i do really appreciate i think he's doing some really clever stuff there he's doing some dumb stuff yeah. and the art is horrible yeah but, but like um, a flash
2: on the treadmill powering like, you know, half the absolutely. United Absolutely, And that, that Adam wow. action oh, scene. Oh, the Adam prison sequence. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. that was fantastic. That was, that fantastic. was, yeah. that was there, good stuff, yeah.
1: And even the media satire stuff was very clever. Yeah, There's a lot of really mm. good stuff in there. So I think with Azarello to help him sort of contain the narrative and mm-hmm. hopefully someone to help with the artwork, um, there, this, this could be a great book. This could be really interesting. I'm excited. I can't wait to okay, read it. Okay, you've,
2: you've, you've actually got a bit more hope for it than I do. Um, no, really? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about it, but, you know, it's like, we'll, we'll just see. It's just, over the last few years, Miller has, you know, it's like, because it's, it's even been a while since he wrote The Dark Knight, you know, it's like, oh, I agree. strikes again. And, you know, it's and like, of Batman and Robin yeah. had even more problems. Yeah, so... But the fact that they
1: have him with someone mm-hmm. who's more consistent, yeah, that's what helps. If this was just purely Frank Miller, I'd be like,
2: Ugh.
1: but because of him and Azarello... Yeah. That's an interesting combo, and I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's, I I am
2: curious. I'm just, you know, it's like I'm not expecting this to be... The Dark Knight returns. No, nor am I. And, yeah. that's, and that's what I was trying to make yeah. with the Star Wars analogy yeah. is
1: that my expectations have now tempered mm-hmm. on a Frank Miller Batman project. Yeah. And so I'm just excited to see it and not expecting it to be Dark Knight returns again because Okay, yeah. it's never I mean, be Dark it's like, yeah, as again. long as
2: it's fun and entertaining, it'll be like, you know, mission accomplished. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it does sure. not have to redefine comics as we know them again. Exactly. That's not so. going to
1: happen. But I'm sure there will be some clever ideas. Yeah. It'll be, you know, it'll be nasty mm-hmm. and grim and, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm on board. Um, so, anyway, yep, that is on the way. What else we got? Um, oh, uh, so the uh, Batman Endgame uh, Scott Snyder Joker story wrapped up today, uh, this or yesterday rather. And I don't know, should I get into it? Because it had a dramatic ending.
2: I, you probably shouldn't then, because I'm going to read this okay. at some point. We'll stay so on that. We'll stay on that. I mean,
1: you're going to hear about it soon mm-hmm. enough because it's a big thing. Okay. It's going to change how Batman's going to be for quite some time. Okay. Um, but anyway, it was big and dramatic and mm-hmm. interesting, Okay, and I dug it quite a bit. I still, I have to say, I still probably prefer Death of the Family um, to Endgame as a Batman versus Joker story via Scott Snyder, because Death of the Family was just done as a straight up horror story with mm-hmm. the Joker, and yeah. I loved that. And it was one of those things where it's like, until you see it, you're like, oh yeah, no one's ever really done this. What a great idea. Mm-hmm. This was designed to very self-consciously be like the final battle between joker and batman and it's huge and epic and weird and has all sorts of ins and outs and brutality um and i dig it a lot okay just death of the family is one of my favorite things ever um but anyway yeah wild ending it'll be very interesting to see what happens from here on out um i'll move on um okay marvel time Here's a fun one, uh, Chris Evans doing press for Avengers Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and someone asked him if he thinks Captain America's a virgin, and he said, you know what? Yeah, probably, um, at least within this continuity. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, probably, right? What do you think, Wayne?
2: It's possible. Yeah, I mean, right? You know, unless he gave into temptation with all of those, like, you know, female S.H.I.E.L.D. hotties. Well, that's think.
1: the thing. I I don't know so much the S.H.I.E.L.D. hottie thing, because I think he's so troubled in his mm-hmm. transitional period that I don't know what to do. Okay. My only... The only thought... That I, the only area where I could have seen it happening is during the montage in the first Captain America when he was touring around the USO show with all the like, that's dancers. That's true,
2: actually. It's, it's, that's
1: totally possible. It's
2: possible. To, I mean, like you yeah, know, yeah th- th- those were USO dancers and he was Captain exactly. America. And that so. was before he was yeah. really
1: into Agent Carter. Yeah. So he hadn't yeah, that's, sort of aligned his heart so with her. So, yeah, it's, so it's what happened, possible. happened it may have happened then. Yeah. But it is, it's funny because I never considered that before. Mm-hmm. But if, ever, if there were one Marvel character for whom that's probably true, it would mm-hmm. be him imagine the hulk stays absent just because i feel like he'd lose control a lot if he gets too into it well um, only if he gets angry i don't know I, it seems like an emotional thing just in general doesn't it sometimes he doesn't burst out just through anger or am i exaggerating no i think it what do exaggerate. you think mel you think if the hulk was was uh getting down and dirty with a lady and he got really into it he would burst into the hulk like bruce banner he's not starting off at the hulk <laughs>
0: i feel bad for her if that happened.
1: I know, that's what I'm saying. I th- I well, discuss, that would kill her. Because so, we were just yeah. discussing yeah. the possibility of whether or not Captain America is a virgin, which seems entirely possible. Yes, and actually, I
0: believe that.
1: And, and from there, I was suggesting that Bruce Banner probably abstinent out of fear, out of, a fear of turning into the Hulk. Out fear yeah. of turning into the dog.
2: I don't think he has to worry about that. I
0: would think it would be more of I think he uh, would have to get angry. If he was in the moment I, and I, say she had a cat mm. and it scared him, Yeah, that would happen. I,
1: I, I know that like it's sort of, yeah, our idea it, that Obviously, the shtick is if he gets angry, in terms of the Hulk. I feel like it's just emotional outburst mm-hmm. as well. I think he's got to be more careful than that. I don't think it's just to keep him calm, not be angry. I think if he just ah, he could get that could translate into the Hulk. That noise that I made. Yeah, it's, I think it's got to be a concern. I, don't know. I mean, like, I don't have to deal. Like with you it.
2: know, like like let, let let's say that he's into like you know soppy, you know, it's like chick flick dramas and he yeah. watches like you know I don't know. um, you know, in Terms of endearment, or you know, it's like on Golden Pond, or it something turns into like that. Sad Hulk. Yeah, like, well, will he turn into Sad Hulk because he's just like, oh my god, my emotions, I'm so overcome now, I'm so sad. It's just, I don't know,
1: it's that kind of emotion. I think it's like a aggression sort of like birds. I don't know. So it's he interesting. Can't
0: have revenge sex is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I don't think he could have angry like breakup sex. No. I think that's see, definitely I, like, out. I can, I can see how that would do that. Out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think it could just happen in the speed in the mm-hmm. heat of the moment. Emotions run wild. I think if I were oh. Bruce Banner, I'd be concerned. Who's this that? is something they really need to explore in a solo Hulk movie.
2: Yeah, but they won't.
1: Uh, no, no. I don't know. They might get there eventually. These movies, they got to keep cranking these out, and they got to mm-hmm. bring people in somehow.
0: That's that's the porn parody. Yeah, yeah one would
1: hope the porn parody is at least dealt with this, right? Mm-hmm. I should look into that at least. That's what you should be looking
0: into. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they but, will I mean, at that, least dealt with it. this point, point that's...
2: At this point, that's really down to like you know Disney and Universal working something out. Working some out sex something
1: sex out so they can have the yeah. uh, Hulk transformation sex scene. Yeah. God, I hope they strike a deal. Um, all right. Next up. Oh, here's a weird one. Um, Jurassic World is going to ignore the Lost World and Jurassic Park Three. Yeah, We're going to I saw Pretend that. that those didn't happen. Oh, wow, Does it really okay.
0: matter? What happens that much other than a T Rex get, gets loose in a city and mm-hmm. there's some shitty companies and what's his face's Dead or gone. Or yeah, something. well, I mean, I
1: think my guess would be it's just the concept of the second island where the dinosaurs are running wild. They're just going to ignore it. that doesn't happen.
0: Okay, whatever.
1: It's weird to me. It's it very weird. necessary. Uh, but at the same time, like. Wait, so Jurassic
2: Park 2 and 3 just don't exist for this movie?
0: No. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, that's like what the director said, okay. but it could also be just that they won't mention it. Because mm. that's yeah, possible. But just, like,
0: just ignore it. Like, don't have to negate it. Just ignore
1: Although, I suppose here, here's, here's what probably is the thing. Is that. One would think like after the Jurassic, if 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 the original Jurassic Park was the only incident where dinosaurs but were busting loose, and they could theoretically open up a second park and be like, Don't worry, we work out the bugs. If there was a situation where T Rexes were getting loose in the city and eating family dogs and so forth, then you'd have a hard time getting people to go to Jurassic World.
0: No, because they'd think, hey, it's like when a bear gets loose in a city, but you still go and see them at the zoo.
1: I suppose that's true. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a weird decision to retcon. Maybe it has to do with the with.
0: characters they want to use. Yeah, it could be. Because don't they want to use Dr. Grant?
1: I don't think they're using one, are they? I
0: not know. I thought they were.
1: Maybe. I mean, they're Sam using a the doctor. Super busy. I know that much. Are they? Well, that's a plus. So anyway, that was just a weird one. I don't even know what to yeah, make that of is that. Weird. Scientists, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that at all. Alright, next one. Uh it hasn't been officially signed on the dotted line yet, but it looks like James Wan, who uh who directed uh Conjuring and the Sauce se- created the Sauce series. And now, by the way. Will very soon have the third most highest grossing film of all time with Fast and Furious Seven. Oh God. As of this weekend, that's going to be the third most successful movie ever. Um, he's that's that's legit. That's that's real, That's, that's happening. Yeah. Oh God. It's number four right now, and it's only off Avengers by two hundred million, and they're going to crack that this weekend, easy.
0: It's going to be Avengers.
1: Goddamn right it is. Oh my wow. God. Mm-hmm.
0: So now we know the people who love cars outrage people no, who love the seniors.
2: people that value family. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Actually, that's what I, the think movies it's, are about. I think because the about about they're about families. Apparently,
2: really about family. <laughs> so it's bromance versus
0: yeah. superheroes.
1: But yeah, that's legit. Anyway, James Wan apparently is going to do the Aquaman movie, which is he going
0: to be caught in a trap? Well, what? What, what is that reaction? You
2: just like what? What is that? Is that good or is that bad or well, what? Just, what is that? Okay,
1: well, number one, I I don't want there to be an Aquaman movie.
2: Just in really, I think it looks my wife you is might dying walk. for an Aquaman really? movie. Really? Yeah. You she loves She it, wants to see an Aquaman movie so bad. That would actually get her into the has movie she, has theater. She's seen
1: the pictures of the new Aquaman, like she knows it's the guy from Baywatch and he's going to have like Rob Zombie see, hair. See, the,
2: the the thing is is that she's kind of just in Aquaman's corner. Right. You know, she just
1: just cuz he's an underdog. She,
2: yeah, she just wants to see him do well. So it's like, Fair. you know, it's like, yeah.
1: Fair, but why, do you, but why do you hire the director of Saw and The Fast and the Furious to make an Aquaman movie? Doesn't that seem like an ill fit?
2: Well, no, because Aquaman is also about family. So, yeah. But and this, you know, it's like Aquaman has lost limbs before in the past. It just and, feels like And James like, Wan is good at people losing limbs. So. It just feels
1: like it's getting too much into what my initial reaction is to the, to the now hopefully fake Jared Leto Joker, which is just the whole idea is, saying your daddy's Aquaman. I know you think you know Aquaman. But our Aquaman, we're going to play heavy metal music. He's going to have tattoos. <laughs> He's going to ride sharks. Oh, yep. man. That could be funny. Uh, the mm-hmm. like, color scheme is going to be black and gray. It's going to be crazy. And we got the guy from Saw, so there's even going to be a little bit of blood, but not too much because it's PG. <laughs> and it just seemed, uh, it just, the whole thing, Irritating. Irritating. But James Wan did direct the third most successful movie of yeah. all time, so maybe so, he knows what's yeah, up. May,
2: may, maybe he's doing maybe something be different. some fast
0: mm-hmm. uh, dolphin racing. Yeah. You know, I also
1: that? really enjoyed um, they announced the uh, Furious 8 Shocker guys. They're going to make it. And uh, Vin so. Diesel was on hand for the announcement, and he said that he promised to us, the audience, and to his brother upstairs, meeting Paul Walker in heaven, that they would make the greatest movie ever made. Okay. So that's a about promise. family. That's a promise yeah. from Vin. The greatest family movie Day ever be made. the greatest movie ever made. All right. So buckle up, guys, because yeah. that's coming. And they're going to spend uh, so much money on that. I, oh, I can't wait! No. I'm so excited. No, I'm on board. They need because first of all, it's time for Nicolas Cage to join the franchise. It's okay. been too long. It's been too long. They've ignored that for far too long. That's true. So I Nick, yeah. So Nicolas right off the Cage. bat, Nick Cage has got to bust Jason Statham out of prison. The two of them, they're going to take the whole gang down together, and then to join the Fast and Furious gang because they have Kurt Russell now, but they need someone to step in and replace Paul Walker. Okay, so, so who basically, they get you've, on their side? you've already written this movie, written. and
2: you're just waiting for James Bond to come along. I've been to write for and, a Fast
1: and yeah. Furious for ages. Yeah, so, I wish yeah. they would just talked to me. Yeah, because yeah. um, like, what could we do for action scenes? They drove out of planes last time. Well, cars in space, yeah. obviously, international that goes space to station saying. stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, there you go. They need to like they're going to need to launch a car. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what they should do. The finale will be uh, there is a uh, like Nick Cage has a satellite that's going to blow up uh, what city with oh, Los Angeles, obviously, because yeah. that's where their families are. Yeah, and um, and the only way to stop them is they have to launch Vin Diesel in a sweet car into space. Yeah. to blow up the rocket. That will work. And then Vin Diesel. He'll just like hold his breath and drop back down and be fine.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, Phil, you got my money.
1: Yeah,
2: I would watch this movie. Yeah, I, I totally would. Yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah, that's coming. Um, next up. Uh, oh yeah, last thing, um, just a little thing. Uh, Ryan Philippi was on Howard Stern this week, and he mentioned oh, yeah. that they were uh, that he is currently in negotiation uh, with Marvel to star in one of their uh, Netflix series. So theoretically, he could, I'm assuming, he would be Iron Fist, it would seem the most logical one. Obviously, he's not Power Man or Jessica Jones for you know, yep. lack silly. of a vagina and skin tone issues. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think he could be Iron Fist, and I actually am not totally against that. I kind of like Brian Phillippe, I think he's underrated, and apparently uh, he knows Kung Fu. So I okay. already got that down. Well, so yeah, if he knows Kung That's Fu, a pretty crucial component. Yes, yeah. it is. So yeah, he might be Iron Fist. Which, the number one thing I want to know is, how are they going to get away with that costume? If people thought the Daredevil costume was too ridiculous, they're going to, what, he's going to have, like, the 70s open chest oh, and with that the collar, bandana? and that collar, that
2: oh. massive yellow collar. I mean, like, I, that's
1: Iron Fist. I yeah. don't know what else Iron Fist is supposed to look like, so are they going to try and pull that off? Because I'd like to see him try.
2: It'd be hilarious. It would be. They're not going to do it, but it would be hilarious Who if knows? they tried.
1: Who knows what they're going to do? But, anyway, yeah. And that's it for news. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious 8, obviously being the best news story. Two years though. Gotta wait two years for that. It's gonna be hard. Wow, okay. It's gonna be really hard. What are you 2017, gonna do, Phil? Too far away. What?
0: What are you gonna do till then?
1: I don't know. Just I don't know. You get a bunch of Hot Wheels.
2: Yeah. He's gonna drive fast and furiously all mm-hmm. by himself.
0: The GTA's for right. Yeah.
1: Well I mean Furious 7 will come out on Blu-ray eventually. So then I can just watch Fast Five. Furious 6 and Furious 7, back to back to Continuously. back. Continuously. And that's like, what, that's just over six hours? Yeah. So that's, I can kill a few
2: days That's that way. too much adrenaline for so one help. person
1: Once
0: to take. a month, or once a month, so three days a month, you mm-hmm. can watch
1: mm-hmm.
0: those movies until the next one comes out. That'll be your life.
1: Apparently China is where they're making most of the money.
2: That does not surprise me in the least.
0: Cars, right?
1: Huge cash. Yeah. Yeah, huge cash there. And it's also like completely inoffensive. And the other thing that's a huge cash grab for them, because now all these blockbusters are obviously made for the global market, is it's a franchise where everyone's a minority, except for Paul Walker, and he's dead. So they don't even have him anymore. So that, you know, they didn't intend that, but that makes it infinitely more appealing internationally. Uh, Yeah, so they actually accidentally did a lot of smart things with yeah. that series. Yeah, it's, completely it's, it's very
2: global market friendly in that way. So, yeah. Uh, huh.
1: They better use the rock more next time because mm. there was not nearly enough rock, even though it had the scene reflexed off as cast, which is one of the great moments in cinematic history.
2: Yeah, I kind of believe that. Oh,
1: wow. So good. I can't wait to, for that to be a gif. It's only a matter of time.
2: That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Um I guess I'll do movie review.
2: I guess so. I mean Which there's is a really big a one. one. Yep, yep. It's, it's a big one. The one people are waiting for. Yep, it's
1: Avengers Age of Ultron. Don't ruin do it. I'm not going to ruin it, Mel. Um I'm not I'm not like that. Um
2: So yeah. They don't fight, do they? Because no, that would that man. would that would completely oh, ruin the movie for me if you. they fight. I can't tell so. you.
1: Um I will say this. Uh, it kicks off uh, big um with actually the very first shot of the movie is Whedon attempting to top the single take from The Last Avengers, that single take that that saw all of them fighting at once. Remember
2: Mm -hmm. that? Yeah.
1: It opens with that. Okay. And a big one and a really cool one. So they get right into it right off the bat. And they're basically trying to break into a Hydra base to steal that Loki Pokey stick from the last one. Of course. And then they get it, woohoo! And then uh, oh, with this and and uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are there, so we're introduced to them. They're like Russian uh, expats. So they have sweet accents, and they've been brought up in a lab, so they're tortured souls. And so we have that. And then from there uh robert and jr also takes some uh some equipment from the hydra base takes it home and he's like oh hey this is artificial intelligence bruce banner and bruce banner's like you better believe it is And he's like hey remember how we talked about doing that ultron initiative so that we could have an artificial intelligence army that could replace the avengers so we don't have to do anything and mark ruffalo's like "Whew, that sounds like a lot of exposition all at once, robert danny and robert danny said shh and then they were like yes i do remember and then they're like now we could do it and they're like oh we'll do it then they have a party the whole gang gets together. They're trading quips. Really good quips. Great quips in this movie.
2: Well, Weedon-esque quips. It's very uh,
1: good. Always, very yeah. awesome. Yeah. This actually probably has some better Whedon dialogue than the last one did. No, oh, The last okay. one had some great ones. This one has, the, my favorite moments from this are actually when they're just sitting around shooting, shooting the shit. Um, so anyway, a lot of quips. Like, great little gag about how uh, Don Cheadle's there, and every time he tries to tell a war machine story, the Avenger's mm-hmm. like, oh, so boring. Why don't you go on a real adventure, war machine? Stuff like that. Very cute. And then, in the middle of the party, uh, Ultron shows up, and he's James Spader, so he's all sarcastic.
2: Ooh, James Bader, And he's yeah. like,
1: You people think. And he does a big speech. And he's like, uh, I'm uh, I'm going to protect the world from you, even. And then he breaks out, and he's going to destroy the world. And so the Avengers, oh man, they got to team up and stop him. But, you know, there's going to be a little strife in between, et cetera. And the vision shows up at a certain point. So. <laughs> So, um, it's, yeah, no, it's, I mean, look, it's a ton of fun. Um, it's, I mean, the biggest problem with it is simply that it's, like, the effect the original Avengers had on audiences is essentially irrepeatable. Because what you had was the first time superheroes had ever teamed up in a movie, and more than that, you essentially had five movies, which was well.
2: Superheroes from different franchises. Yes. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously X-Men. You know, yeah, X-Men, yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic Four, of course, of those, course. those were team But, 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 yeah. but
1: team-up is what I yeah. mean. Like a comic book event team-up mm-hmm. for characters that yeah. you only know independently now together. Yeah. So that was exciting. That was a big moment. And also, um, and the movies were criticized for this at the time, you had uh, five movies that were essentially setting up. Yeah. One so and and so, yeah, there was a big build up to it. It was this huge payoff to all those different movies, and on top of that, um, we, we by design, had the sort of gathering the team classic action movie structure to play off,, of, yeah. which is extraordinarily rewarding, mm-hmm. which is naturally so. Um, in Avengers 2, we can't do any of that, uh, because the team's already together, yeah. as kicked off by that amazing opening shot that I mentioned. And beyond that, um, all the movies of sort of Marvel Phase 2 have been very self-contained. If they're setting up anything, they're setting up uh, Civil War and Infinity Wars, mm-hmm. not uh, yeah. this one. So he's got to create an entire self-contained plot in this one, um, which is a little trickier, um, particularly when you're already trying to juggle five main characters and introduce a new villain and three other major characters yeah. who will then come in the regular universe. So, I mean, ultimately... While the Avengers one had the satisfaction of being a big, grand season finale, this one's just kind of like a mid-season Avenger, and a, a really good one, really well done. It's just I think the ultimate problem with it is people haven't criticizing it so far, and that, and I think the problem with it is that at this point Marvel sets the standard so high that when they release a really, really good Avengers movie, people are pissed off because it's not the greatest comic book movie ever made. Mm-hmm. And that's really the only problem with it is that it's not the greatest comic book movie ever made. But as a really, really good Avengers movie, it's done incredibly well. Like, the amount of character and narrative juggling that we would not have to do to pull this off and make it seem yeah. sort of effortless and breathless is a lot of work. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that you, where
2: his Buffy and Firefly experience is coming absolutely. out of so Absolutely. You
1: know, and it's a ton of work, and it's really hard to do, but people won't appreciate it because the ultimate... Statement of how what a good job he did is that you don't notice it, mm-hmm. you don't think, Wow, that's a lot of characters! Yeah. Holy crap, everything's really coming yeah. together. In so, weird I mean, ways. it's like you know,
2: the, the writers in the audience might recognize exactly the acrobatics going on, but everybody it, else will be like, Exactly, it didn't change my life the way the first Avengers movie exactly did, so.
1: So, those are the only real problems. Other than that, like, um, you know, he's not the greatest action director in the world, mm-hmm. but he's pretty good and he's done some great stuff. Yeah, and it, this one's no exception. Um, as I said. The uh, like the the sort of quippy dialogue between the Avengers is hysterical. There's mm-hmm. some really big laughs, some great stuff. All the characters get paid off. Even Hawkeye sort of is humanized a little uh, bit Hawkeye. in a nice way. Okay, um, you know there's some like there are some issues. Like there's a Thor subplot that. Just goes nowhere. I'm assuming it got cut out. The rumors abound that there was the initial cut was three and a half hours. Okay. So on the so, Blu-ray. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's a little confused. And then there's also a section where like they essentially have to like they eventually need to take a break and regroup in a farm. And that's fine. But the whole time I'm like, this is a plot device from the Ninja Turtles movie. They're ripping off Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Um so there's little things like that. But we're talking piddling complaints overall is a blast. And I had a really good time. And I hope, yeah, and I, and I hope that people do appreciate it for what it is as opposed to criticizing it for what it isn't, because that seems unfair. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of Marvel setting the standards so high. And also, let's face it, last summer, uh, Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy were, possi- were possibly the two best Marvel movies. There's certainly, Winter is the most intelligent and complex, and Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy is the most pure fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the weight of expectations are the only thing that's really bringing this thing down you can yeah. get past that, god damn, it's fun. Okay. Um, and I really... Yeah, I I a great time with it. A lot of clever ideas, a lot of good, good material. Um, and then the other thing that is fun about it is that after sort of, you know... I find there's a lot of gymnastics they've gone through in these uh, Marvel movies to sort of detract from how nerdy and ridiculous they are, mm-hmm. whether it be like the Thor movies constantly cracking jokes about his sort of speech patterns and everything to try and undercut what it is, or you know the iron man movies trying to play it as grounded and like a traditional action movie as possible or captain america being hidden in a political thriller and an old-timey serial adventure so you don't have to deal with the fact that it's actually captain america this one is just so unabashedly goofily nerdy like characters have capes and are flying around and shooting laser beams out of their heads and having huge conversations about the nature of ai and what it means to be a hero <laughs> and And it's just fun. comic book stuff. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. just pure. This one is, and that's what's going to be interesting to see. Is like this, Avengers 2, if nothing else, is really the moment when these Avengers, when the Marvel movies are just unabashedly going for the pure comic book audience Mm -hmm. in a way they're not masking anything, not concealing anything. This is it now. This is just the pure nichest of the niche, Mm -hmm. nerdy Marvel stuff is now the biggest movie in the world. And I, um, yep. that that and I, that I that, love that so. that happened. I love well, that audiences reacted. I love that that happened. Why's the thing? Is it's going to make a billion dollars and okay. people are going to love it? But it's going to be the exact type of thing you used to get beat up for in mm-hmm. playground. And I love that so, we got that point. Yeah, that's the, fun. M-
2: the moment when nerds were able to step out of the shadows and into the light. Exactly. And, you know, and bask in the yeah sun of the mainstream for sure, for okay.
1: sure. And that's super fun. It, it does. Given how overstepped this one already feels, it does cause concern to me about how they're going to be able to pull off. Something like Civil War, or certainly a two-part Infinity War movie. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get trickier, and it's already looking strained. Mm-hmm. But you know, and that's Weedon's not my not problem. Already, yeah. I don't have to do it, and so. we just not there to steer <laughs> yeah. the ship anymore. Exactly. So just, uh, yeah. Exactly. But um, yeah, it's damn good time. Not as good as the first Avengers, but you know, few yeah. movies are. So just why so are like we complaining? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, can't recommend that enough. And then there's nothing really else opening this week for talking about. So I guess I'll just very briefly talk about. The new DC animated movie, Batman versus Robin, which I reviewed for the site, and um, yeah, so that's the latest one. And much like uh, Son of Batman and the Justice League movies they've been doing, it's sort of within their new continuity. They've been trying to keep going since the uh, Justice League uh, Flashpoint.
2: Oh right, yeah, yeah.
1: Which uh, I bl- I think they're finally starting to realize is a failed experiment, and they just should go back to their adaptations and Elseworld type things because that's going to catch them. In fact, the only reason this one is a step up on the Son of Batman, which is the weakest of all the Batman movies they put out thus far, was that it is well, it's ostensibly a continuation of Son of Batman. It is actually uh adaptation of the Court of Owls of okay. Scott so the Court of Owls. Yeah. So they are basically yeah. backdoor getting back to it. Mm-hmm. And that's the best stuff in it. I mean the plot's actually pretty clever. It's, uh, so it's Damien Robin again, and it opens with him uh, finding the doll maker, doing some twisted stuff to children. You know the doll maker, right? Yeah. Um, and Weird Owl voices the doll maker. That's crazy. And it's actually awesomely okay. creepy. I'm mm-hmm. very impressed by that. It's a really dark and twisted sequence. And then at the very end, sort of Robin. So it's, it's like Robin had snuck out of the Batcave, was going on his own, found all this, he sort of beats the crap out of the dollmaker and is about to kill him and decides, you know what? I'm not gonna kill him. I'm gonna honor my father's wishes to not murder people anymore. And then a talon shows up and tears the dollmaker's heart out and says to Robin, You shouldn't be you should you should give in to your instincts. They're actually correct. You should join me. We'll do a whole bunch of killing, it'll be great. <laughs> it disappears and Batman shows up and is like, Why'd you tear his heart out? And Robin's like, I didn't. And storms off. And then so the move the introduction to the Court of Owls is uh the Talon's trying to seduce Robin, the Damian Robin, to come on board with them and become one of their assassins. Mm-hmm. And Batman, at the same time, going through basically his arc from Court of Owls, slowly discovering the secret society that he always knew was there, but yeah. didn't quite believe it. And that's actually kind of a clever way to get into it. Um, and I like that. The big thing is just, um, I still, I'm still i not, even though he's better this time, the kid that got to divorced Damian, I don't like. I don't think they should have gotten a child. Because the thing, when I always read Damian, I never gave him a child's voice because he's so, he's raised, you know, by assassins. Yeah, was always... Talked and moved and acted like a fully grown assassin who just happened to be an eleven year old boy, and I think they should have gotten an adult to do a voice child. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that um, at the kid he's better this time, but it still doesn't quite mesh. And in the um. Then obviously, with it being condensed to eighty minutes, with a Batman and Robin subplot oh, added in, minutes. yeah, that's not a lot of time. Uh, the, so, yeah. the Court of Owls plot is is significantly uh, truncated, okay. and they don't really get into the whole sort of secret society element as much as they should, as much as I would have liked. But still, it's really cool to see them. The big problem I would say is that um, it's getting to the point where it's seeming adolescent in terms of the graphic violence and oh, sort okay. of yeah. edgy in quotation marks content they're doing this movies, like. It was amazing when it first started when they did Dark Knight Returns and and, and year one. Now it's seeming like pandering, kind of immature in a way. Yeah. I hope they sort of dial back. Yeah, but a bit. even
2: then, it's like the violence had a purpose and you know, it's like the exactly. ones that you cited. So
1: exactly. Whereas there's sometimes here, like yeah. there's a bit at the end when like Alfred comes out with a shotgun and starts shotgunning the owls and stuff. Where I'm just like, come on. This is ridiculous.
2: now it's like shock for a shock Yeah, it's just than, you yeah, guys okay. are just
1: sensationalizing for the sake of it. But that being said, um it's a big improvement on Son of Batman and it is totally fun. Um it's just hopefully they're giving up on this universe they've created because it would be way better if they went back to doing straight out of pages and mm-hmm. did like Superman Red Sun or something like that. Uh, I would like this, to see that, yeah. Which has been so a rumor, that. so hopefully it's a rumor mm-hmm. that comes true. Now, the most exciting thing about that Blu-ray, aside from, oh, there's a great like uh, almost hour-long documentary on the Court of Owls that basically doesn't even talk about the movie. It's just Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo talking about oh, okay, cool. the comics. It's yeah. fantastic. Um, and then a bunch of old episodes of the show, including an old Mary Melodies uh, with um, Bugs Bunny as Superman. that was great. But anyway, the best part of it is the advertising for the next one, uh, uh, which is called Justice League Gods and Monsters. And I actually got Bruce Tim back. He's going to do it. And he's basically created a weird, twisted Elseworld uh, universe yes. where uh, is, where Superman is actually the son of Zod um, instead of HRL. Okay. So yeah. he's obviously got a twisted moral compass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman is a vampire. And Lex Luthor is a sort of benevolent Stephen Hawking style genius. Um, So it looks like a very weird outsider take the Bruce Timm animated aesthetics back, which is great to see again. Okay, And I can't wait to see that. And that is what they should be doing with these DC movies is something self-contained, isolated, Yeah. and they take a risk as opposed to just doing the usual continuity stuff but with edgy blood, Mm -hmm. um, which is getting a little tiresome. So I'm really excited to see that and hopefully that's a direction they continue in. But all that being said, this is at least uh, better than... Any of the previous movies within this sort of shared universe they've been working on. Okay. So worth checking out, but not great. i would go see Avengers 2 over staying home and watching Batman vs. Robin, if you had the choice. Okay. And that's that.
2: All right. Thank you, Phil. Did you play anything this week? Did you
0: play anything? Nope. All right. I'm trying to get out of here so I can go see Avengers. Mm -hmm. I played
2: played Broken Age. I was Broken Age. I'll just talk a little bit about that. It's Tim Schafer. It's a Tim Schafer point-and-click adventure. Nice. So it was really good, but... It's kind of interesting because Tim Schafer did say right from the start he wanted this to be a traditional old school point and click adventure mm-hmm. and so with that in mind you have to take the good with the bad mm-hmm. in that you know it's like it's like yay it's it's traditional but on the other hand there's like some really questionable adventure game logic to some of the puzzles where you're like I don't understand how I was actually supposed to deduce that, and instead I solved it through just process of elimination. Right. You know, it's like taking various objects, going everywhere, and just, like, you know, trying them on different things. Yeah. Um, the humor is bang on. It's, like, it's Tim Schafer. So, Good. you know, it's, like, some of the writing is so smart. It's so funny. Yeah. Um,
1: what are Remind me what his...
2: Broken Age is... I uh, don't know what other
1: ones he's done. Tim oh, Schafer.
2: he's done Grim Fandango. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay. yeah okay. That's all you need so,
1: to say. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, like the, the the only serious criticism that I have of this game is that um, you control two different characters and you're able to like you know switch their points of view, yeah. you know it's like at any time that you want during the game. One of the things that kind of bugs me about it is that there are some puzzles that require you to kind of like you know jump over to another character and kind of just see stuff in the background right. and then sort of remember it when you jump back to the other character and go, "Oh, actually that relates to this puzzle over here," even though it's taking place in that other character's environment, but gotcha. you, you're, you're just somehow supposed to make that jump. This is a solution for that puzzle in the other character's world, and it actually took me quite a while to, like, you know, finally piece that together. Which kind of actually stopped me from solving a few puzzles for quite a few hours before it occurred to me that these puzzles aren't self-contained to just the characters and their world, and that there was actually some crossover. Right. So. Other than that... was um, tricky, but yeah. I'm sure it's something you adjust to. Once yeah. You, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it's like, you know, because it's an adventure game... It's theoretically possible for you to finish this game in less than an hour, right? Because there is a trophy for that, right? You know, although if you do try to do it the old-fashioned way and just try and muddle your way through it, yeah. you're probably looking at well over ten hours, Because sure. yeah, the some p- of puzzles, I'm sure, are very some of those tricky, puzzles yeah. are real sticklers, yeah. yeah but yeah. but it is Tim Schafer, so the writing is like so so good, of course, like yeah, really really good, really funny, really insightful, and timeless. I mean, that's the one thing that I like about Tim Schafer's writing is that he doesn't make these dated pop culture references where you know it's like this joke. Is not going to make sense mm-hmm. in five years because it's invoking a celebrity. Yeah, Marney like
1: classic absurdism. with yeah. was his deal. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah.
2: So yes, it's it's great. You know, it's like it's finally finally finished because it's like part 1 came out like last year or the year before. I oh, can't even yeah. remember when. And it only finally finished now, but How many on, chapters were there total. It's it's just two. Oh, okay. It's just two chapters. It's just that you know chapter 1 was like last year mm. and now yeah. it's on the PS4 and they're selling chapter 1 and chapter 2 as a complete cool. game on the PS4. Cool. Um and it's it's really really good. Like if you enjoy Grim Fandango, then you must I play do this. do enjoy Grim Fandango. Yeah, Cuz it's so funny and so insightful and Oh, just, yeah. I just may thing. have to look I would that. recommend this to everybody. So I don't mind. That's, that's what I played.
1: <laughs> all right, that's it. Um, okay, uh, looks like I'll be wrapping things you're, up. You'll be wrapping things so, up. So, uh, yeah, this person. has been uh, Pixels and Ink, the CGM podcast. We're available on all of the social medias and yeah. the internet. And, and you uh, know what those are, so yeah, we, we don't need we to. We have Twitter yeah. and the Facebook and the YouTube and the Instagram and the Google Plus yeah. and all that stuff. It's branded CGM, so that's how you can find us. And we have personal accounts too. And yeah, we're yep. out there. Yeah, we're yeah, and now we're done. Yeah, and this okay. is the end of that. Okay. So thanks for listening. Bye.